Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Uh, want to be included in our life. Uh, there's so many ways that we can uh, acknowledge them and thank you. But when it comes down to it, fathers just want to be included in the lives of their children and recognised uh, and acknowledged. Uh, we had a Father's Day yesterday. We had a nice little brunch. Uh, and I, it was three, three sons coming out of teenage years. So coming out of that, we're not talking much. We're not saying a lot here. So what delighted us yesterday was as they head into their 20s, we're starting to get conversation again. Um, but out of all of that, it was just having the three together, uh, having the conversation, having the acknowledgement and the inclusion in, in their lives. And this is beautiful. If we're going to acknowledge our Father in heaven here this morning, this delights his heart because it's his children, it's his sons and his daughters coming together to include him and to acknowledge him in, in what we're doing. We haven't had a dad joke yet. So are you pointing to Joel? Oh. What's, what's dad joke number one? Can you remember? Oh, let me give you my dad joke. I've only got two jokes. Dad, my children used to say, tell us a joke. And as they got older, they said, just tell us your joke, because I've really only got one. <laughs> I've got the perennial, Dad, I'm thirsty. I love that one. Hi, thirsty, I'm Dad. <laughs> Classic. And then they go, no, no, Dad, I'm thirsty. Hi, thirsty. I've told you. And that's a joke that just keeps giving. How do you get, <laughs> and gets funnier as you get older. How do, you get a, how, do you, how do you get a bear out of a cave? Because dads, you never know, you might be facing this challenge out there in the wilderness. With How do you get a bear out of a cave? You use cheese. Come and bear, come and bear. Anybody want a high five? Me? Thank you. And I'm sorry, you can't use that because that's my dad joke. So good morning. Let's turn from honouring our fathers here. It's great to honour our fathers, but we really want to take some time because the best thing that we can do for ourselves and for our family is to have our relationship with our Father in heaven strong and settled and certain because the foundation of our life, the foundation of a healthy heart, the foundation of a healthy spirit, the foundation of a good constructive, fruitful, productive life and family will be the degree to which we know and can relate and uh, include our Father in heaven. Let me read from John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. And I did like the first of those videos where the children were hearing from their fathers. And we've called it a father's voice this morning. Um, but I really want to call it my dad's voice. And I don't think we live enough in the space of our Father in heaven being our dad. Because we talk about dad jokes and, and dad, we don't call him father, father, tell me a father joke, please. You know, we say, dad, give us a dad joke. And it speaks of warmth and it speaks of welcome and it speaks of fun. And those children were, were hearing from the voice of their father, their dad, affirming their dad being positive, their dad including. And John chapter 1 says this. I, I use this verse a lot, and a couple of weeks ago I used it. It's, it, it's because it's, it's a foundation scripture for me. 
because if I get this truth right and this truth settled in my heart, then it's my foundation and my compass setting for how I live and how I relate to the world around me. John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. Yet to all who did receive him, that's Jesus, to those who believed in his name, the name of Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God, he died for my sin, he was buried, he rose again from the dead, resurrection life is mine and he's coming back to take me to heaven with him. To all who believed in the name of Jesus, he gave this right, the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And I was born of a, we all were, we were born of a husband's will. We were born of human decision. We were born of natural descent. I had a father and a mother, Tom and Hermione. I'll put them over here. If you've been around, you've heard this story a little bit. It's foundational, I believe. And as much as they did for me, as much as they loved me, and as much as they prepared me, and as much as they provided for me, when I was born again, I was born once, and we can live our whole life just being born once, not awake to the love of our Father in heaven. But when I believed on the name of Jesus, I was born again, this time born of God. And when I believed in the name of Jesus, I discovered this, I have another father, one who came before Tom and Hermione, Hermione was my mum's name, who came before them, who knew me before them and you, who knows my very inner workings and always has, who knitted me in my mother's womb, who knew me from before time began, who's gifted me and set before me a wonderful purpose. I discovered they gave me a wonderful home. I grew up in, I grew up in Scarborough on the beaches. They gave me a wonderful home. But I was born again and I discovered I have a home in heaven. Jesus has gone to prepare that for me. I'm a citizen of heaven and I have a whole new family. Look around. Here's your family, the brothers and sisters who, like me, have accepted God's grace and God's abundant love. God's family is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the scripture says we've been adopted into his family. Like all the other brothers and sisters here who experience God's abundance, love, and grace. And the Bible challenges us. Paul challenges us in Romans. It says, do not conform anymore to the ways of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And that's a big challenge because we live in a physical world. And the Bible says, don't conform anymore to the ways of this world. There's so much more going on. You born over here of your husband's will, a human decision of natural descent, but don't conform to that way of thinking anymore. You're born again. There's a whole new way of thinking. There's a whole new way to add to what you enjoy. I love my heritage that my parents gave me, but there's a whole new way of seeing life. And there's a father. I had a family before I had that family, way back. And the Bible says to transform, see yourself the way that God sees you. And this is one of the reasons that Jesus came. It's one of the breakthroughs we needed. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. For in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, Jesus whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. So God speaks to us in two ways, by the prophets. 
is the first way. And the prophets had a revelation of God as almighty, as all-powerful, as sovereign, as so holy. He was Yahweh. In fact, it was so holy you weren't even supposed to say his name. And that's what the prophets were able to tell us. But they couldn't reveal him as our father because he wasn't their father. Jesus came to reveal God as father. That was the new revelation. And if God wanted to reveal himself as father, there's only one person in the universe who could do that. And that was Jesus. Jesus came to fulfill the prophets, but also to let us know that God is also your father. And only a son could reveal that. That's why Jesus came. The prophets couldn't do it. But Jesus goes even one step further. Because as he's praying to his father in heaven in the garden of Gethsemane before he goes to the cross, he actually says, Abba, Father. Dad. Abba means dad. And Paul tells us, you've received a spirit of sonship and daughtership. And it's by that spirit of sonship and daughtership that you cry, Abba, Father. We cry out to our dad. And I'm not sure we move in that dad space enough. Out of respect for God, we, you know, we use our, our father. But he wants us to know he's also our dad. And sometimes we can change those scriptures the Lord goes before you. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will make a pathway straight. My dad goes before me. My dad will prepare a way. And my dad will make my way straight. The Lord will strengthen you. My dad will strengthen you. The Lord abounds in heaven. My dad abounds in heaven. So Jesus reveals him as our father. But step further, he's our other father. What does that mean? dad you don't need to tick boxes there's no boxes to tick for your dad's love my children don't have to tick any boxes i love them as it is there's something about that father-son relationship that lets us know who god is i love to solve their problems i love to hear them go dad can you come and i go and fix it and they think i'm awesome dad you're wonderful speaks of warmth kindness are you hearing the voice of your dad this morning? The dad you had before your dad. And we know on Father's Day there's often challenges for some people whose dads didn't quite measure up for whatever reason that might be. But th that's not your dad. You had a dad before that who has always seen you, always loved you and always will. What was the revelation of Jesus? Your father in heaven, your dad is warm, kind, accepting. You have his favour. You have his understanding. There is intimacy and closeness. There's no personal space between me and my children. There is some between me and your children because I'm not their father. You know? When I used to change nappies with my children, my children, one wipe would do the whole lot. Because I'm a dad and wipes cost money. <laughs> well, one wipe. And it did not matter if I got poo on my hand. Because they're my children and there's a closeness and an intimacy. You know, I could snuggle them, I could do a blurter on their stomach. I wouldn't do it to any other children. But to mine, I will. I'm their dad. There's an absolute closeness there. If I was doing other people's children for whatever reason back in those days you know they'd be out 15 wipes 30 wipes 
you know. But for my children. And we sacrifice to make their life better. We don't, children don't necessarily appreciate that. Our dad gave the ultimate sacrifice of love for us to make our life better. That sin and death would be defeated and we would be brought close and restored to God. And if we want to try and, you know, his love goes beyond understanding. If I give my life for Ben as a sacrifice, I love him. I tell you what, if I give my child as a sacrifice to make Ben's life better, that is a sacrifice that goes beyond any understanding that we can have. The first time Jesus heard the voice of his Father in heaven was at his baptism. And the words that come out are words you would expect from a dad. They're affirming, they're warm, they're kind, they're positive, and we have to transform the way we think about ourselves because we conform, we're surrounded by the world and we can conform to the way the world thinks. Human decision, natural descent, that's not the way God sees us or sees the world. We are born of God, we are born of the Spirit. We are in God's family. He is our dad and we want to listen to his voice. We do not want to listen to the voice of Instagram. We do not want to listen to the voice of the social media and our adolescents are growing and even beyond. Stressed, anxious, and one of the most common reasons is what's happening, what voices they are listening to, the ways of this world. And our self-talk, the way we see ourselves and think of ourselves, is often of this natural, physical world. The very time, first time Jesus hears the voice of his dad, there's that word again, my father's voice, he's my dad's voice, is at his baptism. And he hears this, Matthew 3. When he had been baptised, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And in Mark chapter 1, in the Passion Translation. At the same time, a voice spoke from heaven saying, you are my son, you are my cherished one, and you are my greatest, and my greatest, excuse me, and my greatest delight is in you. Listen to those affirmations of a father, keep father, of his dad. You are my beloved son and daughter, you are cherished, you are my greatest delight, and I am well pleased with you. Often we don't feel that way, but that's the way God sees us and God speaks over us and that's his blessing. And if you're not quite sure whether it's Jesus or you, John chapter 17 puts this beyond doubt. This isn't me, this is Bible. Jesus is praying to his Father and he says, the world is going to know, everyone who's gathered here this morning, they're going to know, Lord, that you sent me and that you've loved them even as you have loved me. So as our Father, as our Dad speaks of Jesus, so he speaks of us. As he loved Jesus, he loves us just as much. That's the words of Jesus. As you have loved me, you have loved them. What is the blessing that the Father speaks over Jesus and he hears? I am well pleased. You are my son and my delight is in you. You are my cherished one. 
And so one of the great spiritual challenges we have is to actually embrace that truth, that we are the beloved sons and daughters of our Father in heaven. He made us. He knitted you in your mother's womb. He knew you from before time. You are his workmanship, and God does not make junk. And so one of the great challenges is to embrace that truth, to not conform to the ways of this world. You are more than human decision. You are more than a husband's will. You are born of God. You are born of the Spirit. You are in his family. And sometimes it's a struggle to accept ourselves and to see ourselves the same way as God sees us. And it's so easy to fall into that way. You know, if you ask me, who are you, Steve? Who are you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I'm a teacher, you know. Um, I've got a wife and a family, got three sons. Uh, I have a nice home, beachside suburb. Uh, I like to go to the beach. I like to read. I like to drink coffee while I read, uh, go, go, go for a walk as well. Um, you know, people say I'm pretty laid back. People, no one says I'm good looking. I don't hear that. You're so good looking. But people say I'm pretty calm and, and even-tempered and can, can be humorous at times. I think that's how most people would probably answer that question. We're answering it over here. We are, or I am, as I answer that, I am what I have, I am what I do, and I am what people say about me. You think about that. If I asked you those questions, you'd probably tick those three things off. I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what people say about me. And we don't want to build our life on that. That's over here. I'm not any of those things. I'm whom my father says I am. I'm whom, because uh, he's known me the longest. He formed me, he made me. And if we live with, in that realm of what I have, what I do, what people say about me, we're going to go ups and downs. Because as so long as, you know, what I do, you know, if that's going really well, then I feel good about myself. I have a job and my job's going really, really well. I'm building a business and it's going really, really well. You know, I love to go for walks along the beach. I'm doing some really good things. And so long as I can do, I'm having a really good time. But what happens if I don't have my job? What happens if my health gives away and I can't go for walks anymore? And I can't do what I want to do and all of a sudden I'm slipping into not liking myself too, too much. You know, or what if people, so long as people are speaking well of me, I'm feeling good about myself. You know, a hundred people will say you're doing well and one person will criticise you. Who knows that that one criticism stays with you? Anyone else? Just me. No. Yeah. So long as people are speaking well of us, I'm feeling really good. And when my reputation falls, down I go. If I have my family, I've got my home. Loving my three children. One of them's moving out. And the next two might go out pretty soon. And all of a sudden, I don't have that anymore. Or if I lose my property for whatever reason that might be. So long as they're around and so long as things are going well, so long as I've got my haves, my holiday every year, whatever, I'm feeling good about myself. And if I don't get that, all of a sudden I'm an empty nester, all of a sudden down I go because what I had has gone. And if we're building our foundation on who people say we are and what I have and what I'm doing, you know, we look back on our life and say, look at what I've done. I built this, I had this. And we spend a lot of energy trying to avoid the zigzag. We spend a lot of our life trying to make sure that we're up here with what we have to, 
do and what people say about me. We hold on to those. And that's not a good way to live your life because in the end you're going to die. That's a cheery thought for Father's Day, isn't it? You're going to lose it all. Because once you're dead, no one's going to talk about you. You won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to have anything as well. You won't be able to enjoy. And so it ends up being such a lie that we have lived and based our life upon. If we build our foundation of the love of our Father, the first love, we say we love God but only because he loved us first. He's our first love. Then we're going to go from promotion to promotion to promotion. And we live a life on this earth, but we're actually seated in heaven. And our source is not what we have, do or say. Our source is the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. And then we die and we get promoted to heaven. It's even better. And then we're there in heaven surrounded by all those people who went before us and we get to have a bit of reunion. And we get to enjoy the direct presence of God. If we're not quite sure about how life full that is, think about how Jesus was tempted and what got him through the temptation. Because after his baptism, after he received those dad words, you're my cherished one, I'm well pleased with you, you are my greatest delight, you are my son, you are my daughter, do not forget it. The creator of the universe and his greatest delight is to know that we are including him and we acknowledge him as our father. And Jesus hears those words and the spirit goes with him into the desert. And then he's confronted by the devil. And the devil says, do something. Turn these rocks into bread. Do something. And he says, throw yourself off the cliff because the angels are going to lift you up and everybody's going to see how awesome you are and they're going to say how wonderful you are. Do things. People will speak well of you and you're going to think your life's going great. And then he says, here, I'm going to give you stuff. Took him to the top of the temple and said, if you bow down and worship me, you can have all this stuff. The three lies that we tend to want to go and build our lives upon. And the Bible says, don't conform to that anymore. The three lies. And what does Jesus do? Before he went off into the desert, what was the last thing he heard? The voice of his father saying, you're my precious one. My greatest delight is in you. You are my son. And how does he answer them? With the word of his father. I'm not going to turn those things into bread because God, the man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from his dad in heaven. Jump yourself off the cliff. No, I'm not going to because I will not tempt my dad. My faith is rock solid in him and I do not need my dad to prove himself. I'm going to give you everything. No, no, no. I will not worship you. What I will do is worship my father in heaven. I will worship, I will connect, I will include my dad in me. So Jesus declares for us, that's a lie, do not live that way. Live as the beloved child of God. Live as the one who is cherished by your Father in heaven. And hear these words this morning, that the greatest delight God has is in each one of us as we acknowledge him as our Father. And this is how Jesus lived his life, with the simple truth of the Father's blessing.
He could be rejected and betrayed. He could have the adulation of people yelling out Hosanna and laying their cloaks and their, the branches before him. He could be spat upon, but he could also be praised. He wasn't living based on that, but in the simple truth of the voice that he heard from his father, that I am the beloved. And what is said of Jesus is said of each one of us. We are the beloved. Even before we were born, God loved us. Listen to these scriptures from Jeremiah. I've loved you with an everlasting love. From Isaiah, I've written your name in the palm of my hand for all eternity. I knitted you in your mother's womb and molded you in the depths of the earth. I knew you from before time. I'm yours, you belong to me. Sparrows are cheap, but not one of them will fall to the ground without God knowing about it. How much more valuable are you than the sparrows of the air? The voice that calls you the beloved is the voice of your first love. 1 John 4.19 We love because he loved us first. And this is the invitation that Jesus gives each one of us. The Bible says that Jesus came to reveal the Father. And so if we're in that spiritual task of transforming our thinking from the way the world has programmed us, human decision, a husband's will, natural descent, nothing of the God, nothing of the Spirit of God, we need to look to Jesus to renew our minds. Matthew 11 says this, No one knows the Father except the Son, and to those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So we can listen to preachers, we can listen to tapes, we can do all sorts of stuff and hear this, but we want Jesus to be the revealer. Who knows the Father best? The Son knows the Father best. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Father, our Dad, hearing his voice and knowing his heart towards us is the destination. And that's why Jesus says in Matthew 11, Come to me. All of you who are weary and all of you who are burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's light, the yoke of Jesus. And I think that burden that Jesus spoke of is to do the Father's will. Jesus says, I only do the Father's will. I only do what I see the Father doing. Jesus says, what's my food? My food is the Father's will. Come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. What will Jesus do? He will reveal the Father to you. He will reveal the love of a dad to you. Let me tell you about my dad, Jesus says. He's your dad too. He's your father too. Let me reveal him to you. Let me tell you, when I was baptised, I heard the voice from heaven. It said, I'm pleased with you. You're my son. And as he spoke that over me, he speaks that over you. Jesus reveals the father 
to us. So we're going to pray in a minute. And before we pray, we're going to pray exactly that. Jesus, reveal the Father to us. Jesus, reveal the Father's blessing to us. The Bible says it's a love that surpasses our understanding. Hello, this isn't going to do it. We don't worship God in brain. We worship God in spirit. We use our heart. The word of God is a wonderful doorway for us to walk through. But we need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus to reveal the blessing of the Father. What sustains Jesus? The voice of the Father, the promise, the affirmation that he received at his baptism and the ongoing relationship that then ensued. And so here this morning, for us, I'm going to pray a blessing. I didn't write it. God wrote it. The Holy Spirit wrote it. Put together a number of the way the number of ways that God has expressed his love for us. Some people read the whole Bible, it's a love letter from God. It's an affirmation or a blessing from our Father in heaven. So here this morning my prayer is that you will hear your dad's voice. Your first dad. Not your second dad. Not your second mum. Your first dad. Your first mum. That you will hear his voice this morning. Because it's his voice that will bring the healing you need. And we want to bless our father this morning. It's Father's Day. We want to bless him. And for my children to bless me, I want them to, to receive and include me. I want inclusion in their life. We want to bless him this morning. Then what we want to do is receive his love receive his word, receive what he's got for us. So your dad's voice this morning will bring the healing you need, will bring the restoring you need. His voice will bring the strengthening you need, the affirmation you need. We sang this song, Will You Meet With Me Again? And every time I sing that song, I just go, yes, a thousand times yes. We ask God, will you meet with me again? A thousand times, yes. A thousand times, a thousand times, yes. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows the state of your spirit. And it's his voice here this morning on Father's Day. It's his voice we want to hear. And it's the revealing that only Jesus can give us that we ask for and we require. So let me pray that prayer. I'm going to pray the blessing of your Father's voice over you. Jesus, you are your Father's Son. You are our Father's Son. And Jesus says, you know the Father. We pray here this morning that by your grace, and by your abundant love, that you would reveal that love to us.
we come to you this morning as dry sponges and we seek and we ask for a soaking of the love of our Father. So let me pray this blessing. This is the, your dad's voice here this morning speaking to you. I've called you by name from the very beginning. You are mine and I am yours. You are my beloved and upon you my favour rests. I moulded you in the depths of the earth and I knitted you together in your mother's womb. You are my workmanship and I love you. I look at you with infinite tenderness and I care for you with care most intimate, more intimate than that of a mother for her child. I know every hair on your head and I've guided you at every step. Wherever you go, I go. And wherever you rest, I keep watch over you. I will give you food that will satisfy your hunger and drink that will quench all your thirst. Reach for me and I will be there. I will not hide my face from you. You know me as your own and I know you as my own. You belong to me. I am your father wherever you will be. My thoughts towards you are precious. I cherish you in every one of them. Nothing will ever separate us. We are one. So hear my voice today. Let it heal you, restore you, affirm you, and strengthen you. You are in my hand and nothing will snatch you from it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Abba Father. We receive that blessing here this morning in the name of Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.